It's Wednesday, July 6th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today. It's been a long time. Since we rock and rolled together. Exactly. From Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Seth Jason. Thanks for I, being here. I've had to find a different outlet for my profanity. <laughs> We, you know, the good news is my child is is way ahead. She's like 98th percentile in the profanity scale. Is she? So, yeah. You know what? Anytime your kid is 98th percentile of something, you you got to embrace it. You got to be proud. America. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got some some interesting news today from the uh, the world of of investable food and beverage and uh, earnings season kicks off. So I want to get your thoughts on that. But let's start with Chipotle. Which is in the news, but not for a good reason. Uh, Mark Crumpacker was always my favorite name in corporate America. <laughs> it's like it's like straight out of a Dickens novel. Mark Crumpacker, the chief doll, maybe <laughs> uh, the chief creative and development officer at Chipotle, has surrendered to face a New York Supreme Court judge. He is alleged. We're going to use that word a few times today. We He's, don't want to get sued. He is alleged to have been part of a cocaine ring. And allegedly ordered three thousand dollars worth of cocaine delivered to his home on more than a dozen occasions. And if you're wondering how does someone afford allegedly that much cocaine, it's because what we what we cannot allege, but what we know for a fact to be true, is that over the last three years, this guy, who's one of the top executives at Chipotle, has been paid uh, hasn't been paid. He has received in compensation about fifteen and a half million dollars over the last three years. You got to spend it on something. You got to say you could get the Bloomberg Pursuits thing, as high-end watch, or allegedly you you order Coke uh, and have it delivered, or maybe pick it up at a Dwayne Reddy pharmacy. Was it? I saw. I don't want. I hope that was them. It was. It was a pharmacy anyway. It seems like the dumbest way to get Coke. I lived in New York for years, and there were always you always could hear about these. You hear you can like buy pot or Coke. Someone would deliver it to your house. Yeah, and then the cops hear about it, and then everyone gets busted. Right. I, <laughs> you and I are old enough that, I, and I don't know if this was your first uh, reaction when you saw this story, but my first reaction was, is this 30 years ago? Is this 1986? Yeah. It's not 26. This seems like a story straight out of the 1980s. Well, you get you get the message on your uh, pager, as to where, to, <laughs> where you know which drugstore to go to pick it up. But, but more seriously, this is, uh, I mean. They put him on administrative leave, and I suppose you have to do that, and you have to wait and see where the case goes, maybe. But on the other hand, this is kind of the guy who's in charge of repairing your brand, and uh, the brand has problems, as as listeners may know from from years back. I own quite a bit of Chipotle stock, made a lot of money on it, uh, a lot of it through luck. Um, you know, have been a fan of the company. I also have problems with the company, and I think in the past couple of years they went way too far from the "Hey, we make good-tasting food fairly quickly" toward this, you know, so-called ethics uh, or integrity and the anti-GMO stance, which is just anti-scientific nonsense. Uh, you know, and and also hypocritical because all the soft drinks they load you up with there are, are made with GMO corn syrup. So I mean, it's, it's a crock anyway, um, and. You know, they. I was just reading their Facebook page. Um, you know, they're always talking using words like "eating clean," which is another nonsense word meant to, meant to you know shame people who aren't part of the you know organic religion. And and this is a company. Let's remind everyone that not long ago they're talking about eating clean on their Facebook page. This is a company that couldn't keep human feces-borne diseases out of its restaurants on several occasions. So. 
they need to pack up the smug and they needed to double down on food safety. Now, when this happened, they said, we're going to have, you know, best in class safety or we always were top, but now we're going to be even better. And I looked into it and it was clear to me at the time that they were doing the bare minimum. You know, best in class was somebody like McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's doesn't make people sick very often. You don't hear a lot about that because they just simply don't make people sick that often because they really pay attention. And they don't do stuff like, hey, let's buy lettuce or something from a farm, you know, from local farmers because you can't stay on top of testing and make sure it's safe. I mean, there's a reason that companies that serve a lot of food have large suppliers with, you know, very highly controlled uh, processed uh, processes because that's the only way you can, can feed that many people without poisoning them. And so this is the guy who's kind of in charge of rehabilitating the brand as the chief creative officer. And, you know, if as alleged, you, you know, he's sort of a, a closet coquette, it kind of it kind of dents the whole integrity thing. Well, and that's that's where, you know, I don't know if irony is the right word, but I mean, it's not irony. It's like it's part of the problem because, as you said, they have a brand problem. This is the chief brand officer, and he's adding to the problem. Yeah, I mean, do I trust do I trust this guy now? I mean, do I feel bad for him? On the one hand, I feel bad for folks who are addicted to drugs because I don't know that it's entirely their fault that, that this is you know what's going on. I know a lot of people suffer with addiction problems, and I can't sit there and shake my finger too much because you know maybe that could be me. But on the other hand, you know, as a shareholder, I want people who have better character. Uh, you know, running the show, people I can trust. And uh, you know, I guess if you have a problem, maybe you need to come to your, uh, your you need to come to, you know, the CEO if you're this high level and say, listen, I need, before I get caught up in something, I need to deal with this. And you deal with it on your own if you can. I don't know. It's a complex issue, but I think that it's definitely not a, a, a plus for Chipotle. Let's move uh, away from this issue for Chipotle and uh, something that this comes on the on a day when McDonald's has announced that they are expanding their all-day breakfast menu. Mm. That has been that has worked for McDonald's. That has that has worked out really well for them, and it's mm-hmm. worked out well for shareholders. When you look at Chipotle just as a business, regardless mm-hmm. of these issues that we've been talking about, do you look at them and say, "Hey, why don't you give breakfast a shot?" I don't know. Um, maybe I don't know that people are, are heading to Chipotle, but I guess you could have said that about McDonald's. Um, Chipotle. I've been to Chipotle. I hadn't been back for months. I went back. I've been back maybe once in the past couple of weeks or something. And I have to say once or twice. And I have to say the place was empty. People are, and this is lunchtime, so not good news. People at this fairly popular location are still not back. And uh, you know, I sat down to eat my burrito. And I don't know if I was imagining it, but you know, the quality just didn't seem so great. You know, kind of, kind of sloppy, kind of eh. And I wondered, uh, you know, I don't really feel like I need to come back here and spend eight or eight bucks on that burrito or whatever the heck it was. And I wonder if a lot of people didn't sort of get startled by the illness and then sort of think about it more and realize that maybe Chipotle wasn't so special as they thought to begin with. Which, again, I don't like to. I don't like to propose that as a shareholder, but you know, this is I think it's gonna take more than a few burrito giveaways and and the the typical kind of Chipotle viral attempts attempts at viral marketing to turn this around. Yeah, I think and and we've talked about this before there. And and to answer your question more directly, stay away from breakfast until you you 
fix the problems you've got now. That's yeah. No, I think I think you're right about that. I th- I think that um, when you set yourself up for um, when you use phrases like food with integrity and that sort of thing, you are uh, fairly or unfairly you are setting yourself up um, higher than other companies in your same space. And uh, you know we've made the joke before, like look. If someone gets sick at Taco Bell, uh, that's not a headline because no. you know <laughs> because we're all aware of what they're selling at Taco Bell. On uh, the other you know, hand, if you look at Barf Blog or whatever the food, I think it might what? be there's a guy there. I think it's Barf Blog. There's a guy. There is not something there's, there's called There's somebody Barf who follows a, a scientist who follows uh, food problems in restaurants, and it might have been Barf Blog was the website. But so if you look at the websites that follow this, you don't see Taco Bell up there that much. Now we all remember the video of the rats in the New York Taco Bell, which. And surprise me, you see rats everywhere in New York. Of course, they're in Taco Bell too. But on the other hand, Taco Bell's actually not making people sick last year uh, as often as Chipotle was. But yeah, it still wouldn't be a headline. Your point is well taken, and I've made this point. What if you get too snooty, like Chipotle has, then people are just waiting for waiting for you to waiting for you to sort of stumble, and then they're going to push you over and kick you. For the third July in a row, Starbucks is raising prices on its drinks uh, starting July twelfth. This is uh, like a celeb- annual celebration. I I guess uh, thirty cents a pop, uh, which is on which, which is, beverages we don't know, right? Um, at least on the lattes, at least on on those type of beverages. No, I, I don't I don't think they're raising coffee thirty cents a pop. I but, didn't prepare well enough. I didn't look at milk prices. I looked at coffee prices actually. So thirty cents. Obviously, we can't until we know the beverages. We don't know what percent increase that is, which makes it all the the funnier, right? Because you'd figure. Costs have sort of a percentage increase, so right? Can, we do know that just on an absolute basis, yeah. it is higher than la- last year's price increase was anywhere from five to twenty cents, okay. depending on the drink. Well, I do know. So, uh, looking at coffee prices now, of course, you know Starbucks probably correctly maybe argue that you can't just look at you know commodity coffee prices and, and check what they're paying. But assuming that they're anywhere close to each other, coffee prices are up a little bit over the past few months, about sixteen percent. But eighteen months ago, they were like thirty. Percent more, so actually down quite a bit from then. Um, but I think you know, all companies do this. That's this is how you kind of keep up with your your pay increases, right? So benefits and pay are presumably going up for for their staff, and so you you try to take what you can get when you can get it. And of course, I think they're 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 pretty smart. They know that most people are just going to shrug, and and keep paying. Do you think that they have an out? Maybe not outsized, but do you think they have a greater ability to raise prices than other competitors in their space? Probably depends on the play. I would say that you know, if if you're on the same street as a Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts, maybe not. <laughs> no. Right? The answer is no. <laughs> you're gonna get the finger, and then people are gonna walk by and get their dunks, and then they're gonna come back and they're gonna pound on your window and give you the finger again, and then. Go drink. Are you donuts, disparaging right? the people of Massachusetts no. just for their love of Dunkin' Donuts? Coffee? No, that's what I love about Massachusetts. It's like uh, no more civilized than the wilds of Minnesota that I came from, but it seems that way. It They've seems got a more city. Yeah, it's a city instead it's of cer- a yeah, town. It's, it's certainly more populated than northern Minnesota where yeah. you grew up. But um, you know, at a place like uh, I suppose suburban northern Virginia, you could probably get away with it, and nobody will even bat an eyelash. 
How much longer do you think they can keep this up? I mean, I, I I'm a shareholder. Decades. I, I, it's how they all do it, right? I mean, what was a burger at McDonald's like a nickel back in the day? Was that it? Back when you wore an onion on your belt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it was the style at the time. Um, it, it, seriously though, I mean, this is, as a shareholder of Starbucks. Uh, on the one hand, I'm like, great, they're they're raising prices. They do have yeah. some degree of pricing power. Yeah. I, it did give me pause that this was the third year in a row they're doing this. Yeah, I'm. You know, they. I'm sure they follow every single one of these metrics, and they all know exactly exactly how far they can push exactly it. Exactly what the traffic, you know, difference. I mean, they'll know their traffic. They'll know if people trade down. They'll know if if people stop coming in, and uh, they'll adjust accordingly. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but ever since this Dunkin' Donuts went in across the street from our office, you don't go to Starbucks. I, gosh, my 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 going into Starbucks has dropped about ninety five. Yeah, and ever since we got the pretty good coffee machine in the kitchen, I don't go to any of them. I just I just go there. Do you? Yeah. Right. You know, it's mostly it's a caffeine delivery device. You know. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, earnings season kicks off next week. God bless Alcoa. They still get to go first. They still get to the and officials. And right? What's that? As what's that's, that? That's uh, oh, they broke our hidden gems. They, you know, they're uh, they split up. Yeah. Well, was that was that the offshoot of Alcoa? Geez, it's on Andy's side of the scorecard, so I don't know. I just know they're metal coatings. So you know, conceivably could be, but I don't know that they are. But um, they're you know they coat metals. But uh, they're always the beginning of the earning season for us. Whenever I see that, I feel like winter is coming. So so what? What is your mindset as we get ready to kick off another earnings season? Is there Anything in particular you're watching for? It can be in an industry. It can be a specific company. I'm just curious if there's anything that yeah. you're yeah, watching. Yeah, there's a lot. I'll be, I'll be watching to see which consumer-facing companies are continuing to do well. I mean, I'm sure Under Armour will will crush it again because people just seem can't seem to get enough of that. I've been ordering more Under Armour for crying out loud. It's hot out, and and uh, I'm not big on name brand sports goods, but their heat gear, long sleeve shirts. Are amazing. It's like wearing a refrigerator. Yesterday was 98 degree heat index. I went out for my run in the afternoon. I didn't even finish my bottle of water in an eight mile run. I mean, I got done, and I ran the fastest two miles. were at the end, and yeah, I was warm, but it wasn't. You know, it's actually really good stuff. Um, it works. Um, uh, but other companies that are, you know, some somebody like Fossil or some of the uh, companies that have been having trouble in the consumer and fashion space, I'll be interested to see if they turn it around at all. Be interested to see what's happening with uh, European consumers uh, in some of these cases through companies like Guess and others and Movado and and some of these um, on the more industrial side uh, or the energy side. I will be interested to see how like fracking sand volumes are holding up for a you know company like U.S. Silica on the scorecard for us um, because of course we're still not pumping as much oil and gas as we were, but uh, they're they're. They're using the heck out of existing wells, and that means they've got to still buy fairly decent quantities of sand to jam down in those things and break and hold open the cracks in the rock. Uh, I will be interested in seeing how uh, you know flights are holding up uh, with some of our airlines like Spirit um, and with uh, the airports in Mexico, and uh, you know see how TripAdvisor is doing, Sea uh, Trip. So you know I'm kind of. We're in kind of a weird space where I feel like the election season, especially when the Republicans were still fighting uh, fighting it out, I felt like there was a lot more negativity about the economy and the news. And uh, I feel like that has an effect on consumer spending. And uh, uh, maybe I need to maybe I need to see if that's actually borne out. But um, 
But I, I feel like maybe that will have waned a little bit because we've had some some decent economic news, and since things are a little bit more established, the headlines aren't every day aren't screaming about you know so and so says the economy is horrible. Maybe maybe people will have come back and started spending again. I'm curious about you, you mentioned exposure to oil and then also the airlines. I'm I'm curious if there there was a uh, an intent. To hedge one against the other, thinking that well, if on my side, no, uh, we were with Spirit because it was you know an ultra low cost carrier that you know fuel didn't matter to it much because they were undercutting everybody on on everything else. And then what happened actually when fuel prices went through the floor, uh, American and the full service uh, airlines started to compete with the ultra low cost carriers on price, and then they all swore that they could do this for the long run, and it had nothing to do with just having low oil prices for a while and. Recently, we're finding out that's probably not true. I mean, uh, when you're when you're giving people, you know, pretzels and pop and everything for free, you can't see the finger quotes. It's actually a cost. So I'll be interested to see actually how that is still playing out. We saw cracks in that uh, in uh, in American last uh, last quarter, and uh, you saw the the legacy full service carriers not actually able to compete. I don't think on the low end. So that'll be interesting to see if if that that space opens up and the low-cost carriers have a little less competition. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. 